This week on the Glass Cannon Podcast. He leaps at Pembroke. Their daring mission thwarted. Uh, you, you may have some options. We can talk about them after we talk about Skid's new character. <laughs> <laughs> Pembroke and Ferraza find themselves stranded. You're okay. over a thousand feet away. They're on a higher elevation with camps of giants in yeah, between. I think you can see them facing down a ravenous creature. Okay. So I have three plans. <laughs> but the, I think all of them are dubious. And hope feels very far away. Oh, oh my God. What to do? Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. I have no idea what you guys this are going to do. This is madness. This is utter madness. This got out of hand. The adventure continues. It'll touch me deep down in my heart when I see you die. thousands of feet away running to help me as, I, as I'm dying. No. It's your old buddy, Troy LaValle, and I'm going to do my best to keep this intro under 45 minutes, but it's going to be tough because I have a million things to talk about. First things first, let's talk about meetups. Saturday, March 24th, Durham, North Carolina. I'm going to be there, so you better be there, too, at the GCP Mid-Atlantic meetup. And then two weeks later, Saturday, April 7th, in Roselle, Illinois, it's the GCP Midwest meetup. You can find out all the information that you need about those events and how to sign up for games at glasscannonpodcast.com slash events and then of course one week after gcp midwest in new york city astoria queens it is the second gcp live gcp live nyc 2018 it is going to be a blast i am really really fired up about this all my dreams came true i wanted to have a full day of gaming that was topped off by a live show and a preview of our starfinder dead sons podcast and it is happening as of the time of this recording i think there are only 20 something tickets left and you might be thinking to yourself oh, i don't know if i should go oh, maybe i can wait till the last minute to buy a ticket don't be a fool get those tickets right now head to our website glasscannonpodcast.com go to the blog not the store and you'll see our link to buy tickets don't wait do it right now now, if you want to be one of the cool kids, I don't know if you're given to peer pressure or if you care about being cool, but we just dropped a sexy new tea at glasscannonpodcast.com backslash store for GCP Live NYC 2018. This is a limited edition shirt exclusive to this GCP Live. We want to do a new shirt for every one of these events. So if you want to have them all, if you're a collector of sorts, then you better Get to the store and pre-order this right now. What? Pre-order? That's right. The only way you're going to get this shirt is if you pre-order it on our website. And if you're coming to the event, you can just pick it up right there. You don't have to pay for shipping. But if you're not coming and you want to celebrate with us in spirit and you just can't not have a GCP shirt, listen, I understand. We're going to ship them out to you that week. Just choose the normal shipping when you check out. Our buddy Pat McGrath from Marvel created the logo. He created the Glass Cannon Podcast logo, the Cannon Fodder logo. He's done so much work for us. And to me, this is just the best. I want to wear this shirt around town. I would proudly wear it to church before being politely asked to leave for celebrating a devil's game in a holy place. 
Last week, I promised a big announcement, and a big announcement was made, not by us, really, but by Paizo, when they announced that the Pathfinder playtest, the beta version of the long-awaited second edition of Pathfinder, is coming out this August at Gen Con, and we got to play it firsthand with Jason Bullman and Eric Mona. We released the first two parts of that recording last week, and we're releasing the other two parts today. Now, not surprisingly, there are some nerds who don't like change. Who knew this? Who knew this about nerds in general? A lot of people are fired up about this. Now, some people are like everyone here at the Glass Cannon Network. They are excited. Oh, my God. Here's a game I know and love, and now there's going to be a new, exciting version of it. But there's other people who are like, what have you done with a game that I don't love? What am I going to do with all these books that I bought? Ah, you sons of bitches, pitchforks, torches. Guys, guys, first of all, relax. This is a play test. This is going to come out in August at Gen Con, and we're going to have almost a year to submit our feedback to Paizo. Like, I really like that you changed this thing, but why did you change this? Can we do this instead? And trust me, they are going to listen. They want to create the game that we want to play. That is what they are most interested in, creating an ideal playing experience. And so that's why they're releasing a play test, so that we can play it, test it out, and tell them what we think. Jason Bullman tweeted out last week something that I think is a perfect explanation of, of what this is. He says, reducing complexity doesn't mean less depth. As it turns out, complex, burdensome rules that you're familiar with and understand are still complex and burdensome. I want to keep the options, the choices, the tactics, but I want your access to them to be easy and intuitive. People hear the word streamlined and think, oh, they're dumbing it down. They're just making it easy. They're doing like everybody else. Guys, I can tell you right now, it is not dumbed down at all. It's just more intuitive. It's the game that you know and love with some new changes. And here's the thing. If you don't like the changes, you can keep playing the system that you like, or you can pick and choose from the new system. This is what Pathfinder has been doing all along. This is what Paizo has been doing all along. When they release a horror adventures book, and there's a whole new system for conditions, I don't use those. It's way too complex for me. I don't want to have 19 different conditions for Shaken, but there might be some people, if you're running strange eons, that's going to be really important for your game to have different levels of Shaken and Frightened and Petrified. And so that might be something that you want to use for your game. But if you don't want to use it, you throw it out. Well, it's the same thing when second edition finally comes out. If there are rules in there you don't like, "Ah, I don't like the way they do skills now. Well, then just do it the way you used to like it. This is a game that is supposed to be adapted to the way that you want to play it. And all Paizo is doing is giving you yet another opportunity to play the game you want to play with a multitude of new options. But remember, this is just a play test. If you're not down with it, you let them know constructively and they will take it to heart. I can tell you right now, they will take it to heart. In the meantime, please listen to the episodes that we recorded. Two parts came out last week. Two more parts are coming out today. It was just an amazing experience to sit down with Jason Bullman and Eric Mona yet again and play this game that they poured so much of their heart into. It was an amazing experience and I'm glad that we're able to share it with you. All right, all right, all right. I feel like there's 20 more things I got to say, but we, we, we got to get to the episode. So I'll be quiet. I'll be, I'll be quiet. You got to listen to me for another hour and a half anyway. So I'll, I'll shut up for now in the intro and, and just please enjoy episode 146 of the Glass Cannon Podcast, you jackals. Four nights in Skiergard. Four days was all it took to make possibly a very critical error. (laughs) (laughs) Time was of the essence. 
I pulled a, a classic Joe O'Brien. What do you do? What do you do? Five, four, three, two. And you got so mad. You were like, oh, well, it's life or death here. Yeah, I know. It's life or death. What are you going to do? I also believe I said I loved it. <laughs> I've been swimming in raw sewage. I love it. Love it. Uh, oh, we learned a lot last episode. Obviously, very cryptic uh, through the, the mouths of George and Ringo. <laughs> uh, it's goddamn bugs. <laughs> Never using them again. That's my, that's my hope. Yeah. Uh, but you learned a few things. You knew coming here that there was possibly a number of different creatures. Do you remember what you learned about this room? We learned it's that... cold. Yeah, there were two... It sounded like there were two creatures that emanated cold. That was my understanding. And one creature that walks on all fours, which I'm now assuming is the dire bear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's also a long string. A long string. A long string. Right. And there's all kinds of meat and grain. And Actually, ve- I'm sorry. vegetables. Meat. And vegetables. <laughs> oh, no, this was, this was, this was Ringo's. With <laughs> long <laughs> now, we didn't know, or I still don't know, if the two creatures that emanated cold are fr- just frost giants. Though it seems wasted if they're sitting in here and, uh, like Skid said, perhaps they leave them in there to keep the food cold, to keep the meat cold, if it's some kind of magical creature. I don't know. Yeah. But just to have frost giants do that seems silly. But I think they're also asleep. I think you also said that. Uh, yes, yes. At the time when that beetle went in there. They were sleeping. They were potentially sleeping, yes. Oh, boy. Um, but now there's been a bit of a ruckus. <laughs> <laughs> now, here's the situation. Pembroke altered self to look like a slave mm-hmm. in the event that Diggett found, oh, it's just an escaped slave. Just dimension door out of there. I a slave who looks like filmmaker Errol Morris. I've decided. Okay. <laughs> if you're uh, if you're listening and you're not driving right now, Google a picture of Errol Morris. He's a like a young Errol Morris. A young Errol Morris. Uh, that is really specific. Kid. <laughs> I thought. I like just, that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's exactly the and face that's you the, have. The look on his face. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you yeah, go. Yeah. Yeah. Young Errol Morris had hair. Yeah. Uh, he looks like a, a professor, a wacky professor. Um, <laughs> Dimension doored over here with uh, Feyraza flying nearby just in case there's trouble. And there is. Yeah. Meanwhile, Baron and Lork are well over a thousand feet away at the first tower. And no real means of getting over there. I mean, undetected unless you both nail stealth. I mean, the upper camp is definitely distracted right now. They're looking at this fight that is happening on the lower camp. This is what gave you the chance to go over there and do this. Unfortunately, right when you open the door, you use dimension, step, you use alter self, but this is a bear with scent. There was no stealth. And so the bear. Bear was about to open the door. The bear was just about to open the door. <laughs> he had a newspaper under his arm. He's just like, going on out there? I wonder if I shit in the woods. <laughs> um, and people keep asking. <laughs> in the surprise round, he leaps at Pembroke. Oh my goodness! Because he smelt him coming. Roll for initiative. Oh, oh no. dear lord. 
boy. Ooh, not a good roll. Would you say that Baron and Lork are within, like, perception distance of seeing stuff? <sighs> it is going to be a pretty hard perception check. You okay. are over a thousand feet away. They're on an high, a higher elevation with a camps of giants in yeah, between. I think you. you could see them, but hey, we can always roll. I mean, you would know, like, hmm, I don't see the silo blowing up. Uh... They've been gone for more than 12 seconds, you know. Yeah. You, you may have some options. We can talk about them um, after we talk about Skid's new character. <laughs> uh, you know, one thing at a time, O'Brien. One thing at a time. Uh, I should say for the listeners that Troy had just the, like, he just, like, he smelled something real stinky after he rolled his initiative, and he went, ooh. Yeah, but in a good way. Like, oh, this yeah. is going to be funky. Yeah. 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 Good funk. Stinky, oh, no. Stinky cheese. <laughs> um, what did Pembroke get? 17. Okay. He was smelling Pembroke's carcass. <laughs> oh, man. What did uh, Feyraza get? 20. 20. And what is your initiative modifier, Feyraza? Plus seven. Oh, okay. Nope, plus eight. Oh, okay. You sure? I looked at my CMB for some reason. No, but it's okay. <laughs> That's not right, Matthew. Um, I don't use CMB for this. <laughs> not, not that it matters. What did Baron get? Baron also got a 17. Oh, okay. Natty four on the die, so. Natty, Damn. I'm assuming Baron is higher than Feraza. And uh, Lork. 22. Oh. oh. All right. All right. We'll get to Lork and Baron in a moment. In the surprise round, can only do a mover or a standard, the bear <laughs> leaps. Did I mention it's a named bear? Should I mention that now? Winnie the Pooh? It's a named bear? It's a named bear. Oh, no. If anybody's interested in that. Jojo? <laughs> its name is Flint Tooth. Oh. Um, so is, that sounds great for all the bites he's about to do. Um, That's good. Yeah. It's an easier epi- episode title. This. In like Flint Tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Round one, and it's Flint Tooth's turn. Boy. Of course it is. 25 initiative. Oh, oh, wait. On, in a surprise round? No, surprise round happened. Oh, okay. So, because he moved up. He moved up. Got it. Okay. Now. I thought he was just attacking. Bite. Claw, claw. Oh, boy. First attack. 25. Uh, that's a miss. Latches <laughs> 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 oh, no. on with the bite for 16 points of damage. Okay. All right. First claw. Oh, gosh. 21. It's a hit. Claws for 12 points of damage. Should I go for the grab now or go for the grab? Oh, the grab. Afterwards. I didn't even think of that. I'll go with the second claw. Second claw. That is uh, well well in, into the 20s for 13 points of damage. Okay. And goes to grab. Uh, oh. 25 against CMD. That's uh yes. He grabs me. So this bear just jumps out. Bite. Claw claw grabs a young Errol Morris. <laughs> oh, <laughs> After no. dealing significant damage yes. to an old man that is fatigued. I thought the dire no, bears not. were specifically. Oh, you're not fatigued. No. That's he's right. Got, you he's got pass. a life bubble. Yeah. He's got a life bubble. He has a life bubble. Um <laughs> a lot of good I don't know it if it's going to save him. <laughs> uh Lork, it is your turn. <clears throat> This all just happened. Mm-hmm. What do you think's going through your head? I don't know if I'm going to give you and Baron a round, the first round to be to assume well, I mean, anything's happened. I mean, we are. I'm intensely looking to see what's going sure. on over there. If you tell me that, like 
all I can see is like the top of the silo, and there is n- everything is blocked on the way. I get it, but then I'm not going to do anything, right? We're just going to wait in here, right? Uh, now, if you just look at the map between you and that front door of the silo, it's about forty tenths. I just don't. And now, if you went to the top, you have a chance. Um, what do you mean? If I went to the top of what? If you went to the top of the tower, but you guys are at the base of the tower. Yeah, I'll do that. Um, I'll, I'll climb up there to get a view. Okay. If I think it's going to give me a view of the door, you know, then then I would climb up there. All right. So you climb up the tower. Yeah. You double move if you like. Sure. And then roll a perception check. Quick perceptione. Ooh, that is a thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Jeez. Oh, yes. And you have dark vision, sixty feet. But there are some lights over there. Uh, no, I don't have dark vision. You don't have dark vision. No. As an elf. Yeah. With low light vision. But low a 38. And th- uh, but this is low light. I sure. Mean, there's fires and Sure, moon. there's fires, cook fires. Uh, there's not like a, uh, a hanging light above the door to the silo. And he's listening. He's listening, and a 38 is pretty damn good. Uh, yeah, I think he's also hearing a huge, giant brawl that's happening right in front of him. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and on top of that... Uh, you see the door of the silo is open, and you don't see burning hands flying out at it. Yeah. There looks to be a big, hairy creature standing in front of it. Okay. Uh, eating something. Baron, there's trouble. Uh, and it is Pembroke's turn. <laughs> okay, so looking inside the um, the silo, yes. what, what do I see? Excellent question. Roll a perception check. Okay. Um, that is a solid, uh, 24. 24. While in the claws of this beast, guys have fought a lot of bears, uh, you see a bunch of smaller sub-granaries, looks like, in the back, uh, bins where crops probably and produce are stored. You see skinned carcasses, uh, hanging on chains towards the back of the room. Oh. And you Rocky's also training in here. see a long... He'll save us. A long string leading up towards the roof of the silo. You also hear... <laughs> That's what you see. Okay. And here. And here. And smell. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to delay... Uh, for Faraz's turn. Pembroke, delay. Baron, what do you do? Baron turns to Lork and says, we have to save Pembroke, but we've got to get there alive ourselves. And he, he reaches and grabs his, his symbol of Toreg, and he changes his teamwork feat for the day to Stealth Synergy, Ooh. which will allow me to take, if Lork rolls higher on his Stealth checks, if we need to make them on the way up there, mm-hmm. we'll allow him to take that roll and apply his Stealth bonus as normal. Oh, very uh, cool. Uh, it allows Baron to take my roll if right. it's higher than yours. Correct. That's awesome. Very, Which is, with cool. Joe, is total suicide. I should have stayed with Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you picked the wrong teammate. Well. <laughs> all right, so it's a standard <laughs> action to switch your teamwork feet in the moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, do you want to move at all? I'm going to move 20 feet because I know that uh, Lork, especially, I think he has a quick runner shirt, too, so he can get way ahead of me. So I'm going to move 20 feet. If I know that they're at the silo and I know a way to get there, I'm going to start moving towards the silo, just 20 feet. Okay, start moving towards the silo. Make sure you keep an eye on your map. Uh, the path there is going to be rather circuitous because you can't obviously go through the camp, unless you're invisible or really daring. We could skirt around the outside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I've calculated it as 1,100 feet. 
We're never so, going mean, to get there. Well, we would never it's get there. It's going to be over by then. Yeah. Um, I'll be long dead. I can't last another round. Yeah. So, so uh, But we got to try. Oh, boy. All right. I'll follow your lead, Lork. You are the ranger of the mountains. It'll How really good? touch me you deep already down. Left. It'll touch me deep down in my heart when I see you Die. thousands of feet away running <laughs> to help me as, I, as I'm dying. <laughs> What's the range on that pistol? Uh, 20 feet. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait, but I just found a sniper rifle. Oh, see, Perfect. that's what I was going to say. Like, you really should have brought a sniper rifle. <laughs> um, wow, is this an important turn for you, Feyraz, and no pressure. Um, you obviously, and very smartly, decided at the last minute to fly along with Pembroke just in case shit went down. Shit is going down. You see Pembroke, you know, in, in a very bad state. He's probably one more... Uh, successful grapple away from maybe going unconscious, maybe straight up dying. Um, actually, the safest place he probably is is in the claws of this beast, because if it releases him and does a full attack, permadeath. Otherwise, it's just going to squeeze the life out of him. I feel so safe. Yeah, this is the best <laughs> possible situation. <laughs> what do you want to do? Well, I have a question for the group. Oh, boy. Cast my ball. Anyone have a ball cap? I do. I do. Okay. So I have... Th- Three plans. <laughs> but the, I think all of them are dubious. Um, I think the least dubious is to cast Charm Animal on the bear. What's the DC of that? It's DC 15 will, however, because you are... It is being threatened, technically. Well, that's what I, that was going to be my question. It gets a so plus five. We aren't... We aren't threatening. It's attacking us, but we aren't threatening it. Like, I'm not brandishing a weapon. We haven't attacked it. Yeah. So would the plus five still apply? It's very complicated. Uh, typical uh, complicated wording. The word yeah. threatened. Being threatened or attacked by you or your allies. allies. We are right. not attacking We were just, we just opened a door. We just opened the door. I'm just a bird. Right. He's a, he's atta- <laughs> yeah. It's just a common bird. I'm just a, a little common Arctic, Arctic turn. turn. The other question the is... Penguin with the fly spell cast on it. <laughs> Sometimes uh, Pies was very specific about using words. Threatened is threatened just mean within a reach, within a threatened square. Right. It's uh, he doesn't. But Pembroke does not have a weapon of any kind. Yeah, he can't do an arm strike. He's I'm not. just a common caveman. <laughs> I'm just a caveman. <laughs> the modern world frightens and confuses me. <laughs> I think you just got to make a call here, Troy. Like I don't, I don't think it's clear cut. It certainly isn't. Uh, it rarely is. <laughs> uh, well, rules is written. Rules is intended, but it is the GM's discretion. It's funny. I think, like, rabbis pouring over the Talmud have fewer arguments than we do about this stuff. <laughs> the Torah has a thousand faces, my friend. <laughs> I'm going to rule it as not threatened. Yeah. All right. Okay. There's no, I mean... We love this bear. Within a threatened space, <laughs> Listen. yes, but it's not clear, and, and Pembroke is just, looks like a slave just standing there. Uh, he might just be hungry. He's eating. just coming in right. for a little snack. Yeah. Currently... Not I just love grain. Just love grain. <laughs> Raw grain. And caucuses hanging from chains. <laughs> okay. Uh, so it is a DC 15 will save. Uh, and do we want to use a bottle cap on this? Uh, sure. I'll, I'll throw mine in. Yeah. All hey. right. All right, Joe. I don't know why you threw it to Matthew. He's <laughs> <laughs> trying to trick you. He'll just keep it. <laughs> what, what bottle cap? <laughs> All right. DC 15 will save. Roll twice. Roll twice. Take, take the lower. The lower. Uh, all right. There are two rolls on the table right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One is a 16. That's high. One is an 11. Oh, classic oh, Joe oh, bottle cap. 
Awesome. Wait, what was the DC? 15. 15. We got it. Oh, I thought, it. Meant oh, oh, I thought you meant 11 on the dot. Oh, 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 I was like, awesome. I was like, this room is very subdued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, that's great. That's uh, great. So you have successfully charmed it. Yay. Beautiful. Uh, well, cool. Just need, but it needs to buy you a second. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so now it behaves as if it's uh, friendly towards you. A trusted friend and, and ally. Allies. Yeah. So, and I'm going to say, hello, my friend. It is good to see you. <laughs> Would you please release our friend? He has come to pay his respects to you. You can speak to him, right? I don't know. Does he speak broken English? <laughs> I mean, I can do a, I could do a wild empathy check. Sure, I think that's probably a better way to go. However, is wild empathy a standard action? It is more than that because it, it takes it, ten. It generally it takes, a takes a minute. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say it and gesture with my wings. Sure, sure. So just to give, the, I mean, just, you have succeeded in charming the animal, and I will bow as a bird to right, the bear. Right, right, right. Uh, is that is that is that? This is so ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's like the Jungle Book. Right it's, now. it's really complicated because you're a Charlotte's bird or something. that charmed it, and it looks up at the bird and knows that the bird is a friend, yeah. and that this person in its claws is also a friend. Yeah. Uh, it's a magical world. <laughs> it sure <Yeah>. is. Zippity <laughs> do da zippity a. Uh, yeah. Uh, all right. Obviously, it's not its turn, so I it can can't begin, release it. Can I begin a wild empathy check? It's. Uh, it, it's a, it functions like a diplomacy check, so I guess it is a standard action. So no, I can't. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'll say what I say and make my gesture of bowing and paying my my respect. Okay. <laughs> I've got some time to think about how this is going <laughs> to shake out. Uh, it is. Some other creatures turn. Well, I'm actually um, gonna. I'm gonna take. My ah, turn. Pembroke's gonna take his um, turn. So I still have, by my reckoning, uh, 50 feet worth of dimensional step left to me. So uh, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to walk through the ether, as it were, through time and space itself, folding the fabric of etc., <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and basically teleport away. Uh, as a standard action, um, 30 feet. All right. So this is a spell-like ability. Yeah. Um, does that mean it requires concentration? No. No, it has no verbal, somatic, or material component, yeah. it, nor does it require focus. Right. The user activates it mentally. Yeah. Activates it mentally. Yeah. And it's not the type of thing that if any creature is touching you, it also comes with you? No. Not, it's, not I unless I want it's them. specifically prohibited. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can choose to bring someone with me and spend my steps on them. Okay. But it's, yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah. Does not provoke. I can bring other willing creatures with me. Uh, all right. You just... <laughs> and yeah. 50 feet away? Uh, 30 feet away. 30 feet away. Yeah. Talk to me about where you disappear to. Um, just uh, just straight back. Like straight out, back. Out the door. Yeah. Okay. So you just dimensional step straight yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Out walks a creature. Oh, and I'm going to move another 30 feet with my... Uh, as a move action. As your, with your regular feet? With my regular feet. <laughs> with your regular feet. <laughs> All right, so you go back 60 feet away from the door. Yeah. Back, uh, just backing away, basically. Yes. Still, this, this is far from over. As if I'm running off to make another award-winning documentary. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and you see 
this creature walk out of oh, the silent no. door. I don't. Oh. I run further and faster. Oh, <laughs> oh Lord. You really also horrible. see that creature. <laughs> yes, I wow. do. Troy is deliberately not showing Grant not. It would be hair alone. It would be hard to miss. Yeah. That walks out and just looks down and sees a pile of blood in front of the door, which came from Galabras. It rolls a whoa, whoa, Galabras. Galabras. Whoa. Excuse me, sorry. Oh <laughs> Flashback. Galabras, he's plot, back. The plot thickens. He's in the upper caps. <laughs> he rolls a perception check to figure out what the hell is going on. Twenty-six. He huh? sees that the blood is fresh. I'm just a bird. <laughs> Twenty-six. This creature has the ability to see in the dark. Has the ability to see what's going on. He sees a bird. The bird couldn't have caused this. That's what, what you think. Is that? How dare you? Over there. Is that a slave? I can't quite tell. Begins walking in the direction of Galabras. I can't think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've said Galabras, I can't think of anything but Galabras. Begins walking in the direction of Pembroke. Oh, boy. Feyraza, you see another similar type creature oh, come up to the door behind Flinttooth. Round two. <laughs> Holy crap. It is Flinttooth's turn. He just kind of looks up at the bird and just feels a really strange affinity to this bird. <laughs> <laughs> and he smiles. <laughs> bloody Flinty Tooth. Bloody Flinty Tooth's grin. Uh, and just stays there. Lork. Uh, Lork. How high is the tower? Are they 30 feet, 40 feet? Uh, the tower is uh, 20 feet above the ground. 20 feet above the ground? Mm-hmm. Uh, Lork and Baron already kind of started off, so Lork is going to jump off the tower. Jump, jump off, off the tower. tower. Going to go acrobatics to try and soften the uh, the blow here. The first ten feet will be for free. That is correct. First ten feet for free. Uh, he's not very good at this. He's not as good as your typical uh, young sprightly rogue because he never, you know, he hasn't trained in this in a while. So we shall see. Oh man. Fails by one point. So you take one d six or two d two d six damage and fall prone. Oh, nine points of damage. Ouch! (laughs) He thought he could do it uh, in this new body, but it did not work out so well. So that's his turn. He's going to try to get up and scramble. Baron, you just see this elf come flying out (laughs) from behind you. (laughs) Land of the snow. So with Baron's survival check and knowledge just generally of his stubby dwarven legs, he has calculated that with 1,100 feet in between them, and I don't know why they aren't using the metric system in Galarian. I've had a problem with this for years. (laughs) Um, He would take, even while running at full speed, 80 feet around, 13.75 rounds in order to get there. Uh, so he's really sad right now, and he sees and hears Lork fall on his fucking face behind him, which is classic Lork. Classic Lork. <laughs> and he moves 20 feet back uh, to Lork because they need to go as a, a duo, and he's going to, based on the enemies we're fighting right now, cast Cure Light Wounds on him. Oh, nice. On Lork. Yes. Right, so he backs back up, lays hands on prone Lork. For a total oh, sorry, of five man. points of healing. Oh. Okay. Good. Thank you. Thank you. That may come in handy. Feyraza. So can I see into the uh, into the silo right now? Uh, yes, yeah, you're you're uh, you're low enough to be able. These are big, big doors that uh, Pembroke opened up. Okay, I would like to cast Spark on the grain. <laughs> you would like to cast Spark on the grain. Ooh. Read me the text of Spark. You can make an unattended, fine flammable object catch on fire. 
This works as if you were m- much as if you were using flint and steel, except that you can use spark in any sort of weather, and it takes much less time to actually ignite an object. Mm-hmm. And how far can you spark? Uh, my range is 25 plus uh, 20, 45 feet. 45 feet. Yeah, I think that'll, uh, I think that'll <laughs> do. So you send a spark flying past the head of Flint Tooth, past the head of this other crazy creature that walked up to the door behind the uh, dire bear. I mean, I think it's more that she just kind of snaps her, her snaps, snaps her feathers, her wing. <laughs> snaps her wing, and a spark appears. It just appears it, 45 Because I don't feet have, away. it's not a, I don't have to shoot it. Yeah, it's not like a projectile. All right. <laughs> it comes out like, of the ether. Actually, it's verbal or somatic. But Verbal. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go somatic. So, so she just have, yells, no "Fire! Hey, hey! Fire the hole! <laughs> what did that bird say? <laughs> Boom! Uh, uh, you set the spark off, and just you hear. <laughs> in that immediate second, Pembroke, what do you do? There is this oh creature ambling towards you. You feel like it. It probably sees you, um, but it's not quite sure what you are. All right, Pembroke is going to throw himself down on the ground, prostrate himself. It's like, oh, gentle masters, my apologies for disturbing you. I was sent by... What's the boss's name? Skirkatla. Skirkatla. I was sent by Skirkatla to retrieve a side of beef for her meal. I did. I was not warned about the bear. He attacked me. I am badly hurt. I am so very sorry. And he's like bowing down. Please, please forgive me for disturbing your rest. Oh, wise and gentle masters. <laughs> Roll bluff check. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, come on, jerk. Uh, that is a 21. It kind of it moves up closer towards you. It's like uh, at that moment, an explosion happens in the silo. Boom! The dire bear falls down from the explosion, and the creature inside is propelled forward out the door, and also lands prone right below, flying Feyraza. All right. It is the next round, but there's a lot of stuff happening here. Yeah. Uh, it is the bear's turn. The bear just gets up and starts running away. As well as <laughs> Running away from the explosion. Lork, what do you do? Do you he, do see, he sees the explosion go off in the distance. And you see up there, or you're not on the tower anymore, but you can see that all of those people that were in the upper camp looking at the fights now just turn around and look at this exploding <laughs> silo. What the? And oh so now God. there's like divided uh, attention. Oh, oh my God! What to do? Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest. Is, I have no idea what you guys are going to do. This is yeah. madness. This, <laughs> this is total madness. This madness. got out of hand. This will make a great subject for my next documentary. <laughs> uh, he's going to hold for the moment. I mean, just in in the shock of this, he's going to see what what the giants do, and then and what then else can you there. do, Baron? Yeah. Same thing. Uh, Baron is going to. Yes, he is going to. I'm thinking about. Casting protection from evil on me, but the danger's not imminent for us, so I'm going to hold as well. Uh, Feraza. Uh, okay, Feraza is going to take off flying to get away from the fire. Okay. Why? Because obviously. Right. <laughs> um, and then she is going to look back uh, from up in the air 
and cast Soften Earth and Stone <laughs> underneath the two giants. Soften Earth and Stone? What yeah. does that do? So is it, what's the ground? Is it? Uh, it's it's like snow-trodden mud. It's metal. Okay. It's so metal. Mostly steel. It's a crash starship. Okay. Uh, under two inches of dirt. <laughs> that's what they were digging for. Yeah, yeah. that's why they're here. Yeah. Excavating uh, artifacts. So... Uh, it, it, a creature in it becomes mud. It becomes when the spell is cast. All natural undressed earth or stone in the spell's area is softened. Wet earth becomes thick mud. Dry earth becomes loose sand or dirt, and stone becomes soft clay that it e- is easily molded or chopped. You have to see if it's mud. You have to succeed on a reflex save or be caught for one d two rounds and unable to oh. move, attack, or cast spells. Oh, oh my god! I mean, they could be if this explosion bleeds out and they're stuck in the mud. <laughs> oh, that man. could be really bad. All right, oh, the man. first one uh, rolls a nineteen. Uh, you said reflex, right? Yeah, yeah, reflex. And the second one flip, flip, uh, also passes. So okay. they don't fall, but they're still stuck? Or how does that work? Let me just keep reading. I think they're just fine. They're fine. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, grease. I believe, however, it's difficult terrain, but let me just keep reading. Yeah, it should be difficult terrain. They only move at half their normal speed and can't run or charge over there you the go. surface. Okay. Awesome. Um, it'll be f- uh, harder for them to get away and also harder for them to get at uh, Pembroke if yeah. they so choose. It is Pembroke's turn. Pembroke, you're prostrated on the ground. You feel like you successfully bluffed this creature. Uh, and now their attention is most likely drawn towards this explosion yeah, behind Yeah, see, them. they're probably like not paying attention to me, so uh, Pembroke is going to cast Invisibility on himself. Okay, so Pembroke <laughs> disappears. Just and, in time. And move away another 30 feet. Okay. And Feyraza is gone. Fashion. And Pembroke is invisible. Now you're out of combat. These creatures start freaking out. I bet. Seconds later, a skyrocket takes off from the top of the silo, ignited from the explosion. Oh, wow. That's what the long string was. Oh. oh. So while there is a huge fight in the lower camp, and the upper camp is watching this fight go down, the other half of the upper camp is looking at this explosion, a fireworks display goes off. <laughs> Pembroke is invisible, and you just start getting out of there, going back towards yeah, the start, tower. I start moving away, yeah. Feyraza, you're moving uh, even quicker, and invisibility lasts how many rounds? Uh, it's minutes. It's, minutes. It's a long time. All right, so you go back to the tower. You are both safe, and you have uh, sabotaged their grain store. Oh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yes. However, it was not the most clandestine operation. No. And no. we weren't able to draw the symbol on the ground right. outside. But you did. Unfortunately. Survive. But there's still there's no evidence as to who did it at all. Right, yeah. And I mean, definitely so no evidence. These giants yeah. might have died. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if the giants are alive, they might want retribution against the slaves now, though, due to uh, Pembroke's disguise. It could get ugly. You'll never know. Uh, Pembroke arrives, uh, the last one back to the uh, lower tower. Uh, I'm assuming you come out of invisibility, and he is badly hurt. Yeah. he's uh, bleeding. He's got bite marks in his torso. I'll cure light. I'll cure light wounds you. Oh, thank you. With the wand. Uh, thank you, my dear. Uh, so f- five. Tis but a scratch. Ah. <laughs> Seventeen. Is that still going? You're going to need a bunch uh, more. Than that. I will need more, but that's great for now. Thank you. See, the problem is too. Like I, I didn't do any prep. Like I didn't do mage armor. I didn't do I, anything. <laughs> False life. Like I had all the stuff that could help, but I wasn't uh, thinking because I'm dumb. Another twenty. <laughs> another twenty-three. Oh, excellent. Thank up. you. I, that was uh, used up our first wand of pure light wounds. Oh. oh, you could buy one at the uh, outpost at the bottom of the mountain. So, uh, so generous. All right, we can always t- 
teleport yeah, back <laughs> to true. wherever we want. Wherever has a sale on wands, we can just go there. <laughs> Tell me what you guys are interested in doing right now. There is a lot of commotion, but uh, I, I don't know. I have no idea what you want to do. I have no idea. And I think I'm going to be saying this for all of book four. I have no idea what you're going to do right now. I think we should press our advantage and head over towards the uh, right side of the camp, the eastern side of the camp, as you're looking at it, and then see if we can. Uh, I know that uh, Faraz has already flown over and given us some intel, but we might be able to sneak into one of the buildings and get some more info. We already took, I th- believe we already took out the Skyrocket in the tower leading up to the right side. But as long as Baron can move, or as long as Pembroke can move, and uh, we're not in chance of imminent death, we gotta, we got to go where the attention is not. I mean, we also could go back down and rest. I mean, we've spent some spells. We we don't. Do we want to press our luck? I guess is the question. You have sabotaged three uh, skyrockets, as far as I remember. The first tower, the one that you guys are at, the one that's closest to the camp where the frost giant almost uh, murdered Baron and Lork, and the one uh, on like towards the uh, over- towards the east, overlooking the the, uh, the where those uh, stone giants were. Yep. So I. I don't know. I want to press my luck, but I'm with uh, I'm with Grant. I want to press my luck. Cool. We got to be no whammy, no whammy, no, no whammy. Whammies. Stop. No whammies, no whammies. Honda no silo explosion. I, I would like to explore another part of the camp while all this attention is directed toward the flare and the burning building and the fights. You could also check stuff. out the cave. The you mean the big cave? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We could we could do that. I thought that, that would be super dangerous. Yeah, I think yeah. that's too dangerous. Um, but I mean, oh, I like the idea of checking out these buildings that are deeper into the center of camp, where we saw like lights on and stuff, but or fires inside, but didn't see really the, what is going on in there. There are a lot of buildings. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Troy says ruefully. Damn, just there are a lot of buildings. <laughs> I think I, I, oh, by the ice this pond. Is so much work. I think our best bet <laughs> after we get past this uh, tower that doesn't have a skyrocket in it is to move into this copse of trees on the right side, right underneath the building by the fields, and then make a decision from there after we do a perception check. Yeah, we could set up a little mini camp. Yeah, yeah, we could put the spike down. NFL mini camp. Like we, already, like we talked about many moons ago. Yeah, yeah, totally. And we have an emergency valve now that we're all together with Pembroke being able to cast teleportation. Can always get us wherever we need to be. So let's do it. Do you still uh, have... Tele- uh, what spells do you have left? Did you burn teleportation yet? No, no. not at all. Oh, That's so. my, like, fifth-level spell. One. Um, How close do we need to be? Do we need to be touching you to... For yeah. you to travel, us, yeah, we travel have to, with us. We have now, to correct it. me if I'm wrong. You cast uh, Endure Elements and Life Bubble. One gives you eight hours each. One gives you six hours each. We divvied up the Life Bubble so that I think I can't remember what. We we no, it's, it's much hours. more than that. Much we have, more. Than we have thirteen that. hours each. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And yeah, then the, I thought we had yeah like eighteen on one of them and nine on the other, something like that. Endure Elements gives, is twenty four hours split among the recipients, so it was eight each, and I can cast it again. All right. So your plan is to go. Uh, back up that road there, leading deeper into the camp. Basically, the main road into the camp. You did this before, and this is where you guys sabotage that watchtower. Right. Um, where do you want to go from there? There is like a ledge where that watchtower is, where there's some trees. Then there's a mountain that would be pretty tough to climb. Pembroke wouldn't be able to climb up there. Uh, could probably fly with more trees that is, at least as you can see, like nothing else is going on up there. And that overlooks where the big field is. Um, and then there's a smaller copse of trees that is kind of right in between those two buildings that are built right on the ice ponds. Uh, one with a smoking chimney and one with those two long docks leading out into the ice. Um, tell me what you're thinking. Well, I think if we have the spike, probably the 
best place to be if we think it's safe enough would be the cops of trees between the two buildings like on level ground because otherwise we're gonna have to fly or teleport like to get down up and down like it'd be super safe like at the top of that cliff but we'd have to fly or teleport back and forth and, and that's only if we're hanging out like we if we're gonna make our way into one of these buildings we can always retreat back there right yeah true well it's just nice that you'll be so familiar with a point that if we had to teleport back yeah, further yeah, into I, camp the more places i can familiarize myself with in the camp the better because yep. then i'll be able to use that knowledge later all right so yeah, what is the goal we want to check out like the ice pond buildings yeah, perception yeah. checks from that copse of trees to see if we see activity or something unguarded, and we can pursue whatever seems best from there. Yeah. Okay, is there like is the right side from you know as we're observing and moving our way? Do we notice that there's like movement to the left side of the camp, like towards that fire, towards the fight, towards like, the signal flare? Oh, sure. Anyone that wasn't already watching these fights that just happen to be milling about, uh, they tend to be. Uh, going in the direction of the explosion uh, now. You don't see uh, too much activity out of those particular buildings, like no one came out of there to go over there, but other buildings, there's people filtering out. Yeah, so it, did, it attracted the whole camp's attention with that signal. Sure, flow. explosion like that, um, you know, until it's contained, people are like, what the hell's going on? But there might be people who's like, oh, explosion. Somebody hmm. else will deal with it. Let one of the... Uh, <laughs> One of those there went our people. entire food store. <laughs> yeah. nah, I'm sure it's not. Not my department. <laughs> <laughs> not my department. <laughs> um, <laughs> Somebody's getting fired. <laughs> In fact, if you're, are you still a bird? Yeah. Yeah, roll a perception check. 23. Uh, 24. 24. I leveled up. You do see like uh, what's probably some sort of patrol, especially going to investigate um, Great. where the explosion is. Okay. Um, interesting. Interesting. All right, so let's move up that main road and into that copse of trees that's just outside the, the building in the, in the, uh, that's on the ice. It's the cover of night. You guys feel pretty confident that there are, there's no one in the watchtowers right now. And we took out this, this, sorry, don't we took this, out that Skyrock. That, that Skyrock. That's when we sabotaged. Yeah. Okay, cool. The only thing between you and that copse of trees right now that you can see is that big, big, like, descending, spiraling uh, the pit. hit that led to those caves where the stone giants were throwing rocks at slaves and exploding them, yeah. uh, as well as other uh, targets. Um, I don't care for that at all. Feyraza just did a flyover of that um, and got sort of a cursory glance of what the hell's going on down there. More cave openings and whatnot. So you can get to those trees pretty unmolested. In fact, entirely. I was <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> Only lightly molested. Only molested light mo- molesting. Uh, uh, all yeah. right. Yeah, we'll get to those trees. Okay. And then try to observe the, the building with the smokehouse uh, in the middle of the ice... All right, so that's there's this one to the left that has the docks coming out, and mm-hmm. then there is one to the right that has uh, smoke coming out of the chimney. Yes. And then behind that, on a ledge, is another building that uh, Feyraza saw before. It looks like some sort of a, a longhouse. Ice fishing huts, call it. I think you're right. Okay, go ahead and roll a perception check. Everybody? Mm-hmm. Everybody. Anyone that wants to look. 24. 36. 14. 23. Mm. Okay. Um, there is some smoke coming out of the chimney. Uh, you do not see any uh, windows at all on the building. Uh, the entire building is built on top of this frozen lake. 
why you can't quite ascertain, but you would think if it is built on the lake, then it, they must be using the water for some reason. There's no other. There's plenty of space around the camp for them to have built this building on solid ground. Maybe it's a forge or something. Could be. Could ice, be. Fish, ice fishing hut. Ice fishing hut. It also could be their only source of fresh water. It could be how they, how mm-hmm. they get and maintain water. Yeah. Well, there is snow everywhere. Is, is, it, is it ice? <laughs> I'm no scientist, but I believe why would once you, snow is melted, it becomes water. Why would you put, it, why would you put water on fire? <laughs> is it ice? Like, is it a solid ice sh- like top to the lake? or is it? Do you walk on it? No, I'm asking. What is, it, is, it, is it ice or is it water? <laughs> uh, no, it's, fr- it's frozen. Okay. Uh, all right. Can I do an engineering check on the building to see... If its foundation is entirely on the ice, or if there are poles going down into the lake, what I want to do is melt all the ice and sh- sink this building. From where you are, it's going to be hard for you to tell. You're going to have to get up close to investigate it. I mean, from outside, it just looks like a barn or or a warehouse roof, maybe forty feet high, uh, oversized double doors. Uh, from where you're standing, it's just going to be hard to tell without getting closer whether or not the, there are like struts underneath that are going into the lake itself. just looks like a big barn. Um, I believe, um, Matthew, when you were for Raza going towards the slave pens in the statue, you also saw a staircase in the back leading up to another set of doors. Yes, I did. <laughs> That's exactly what I saw. I remember that. Um, Split the party, right? It worked so well for us yeah. at the beginning of this episode. <laughs> I would love to go inside. Me yeah, too. I think that's a good idea. Let's do it. Let's, do Let's it. go. I'm keeping my disguise. It's disguise self. I keep saying alter self. It's disguise self is the spell that I cast on myself. I'm just a bird. I can't open doors. Unlike some bears. I'm just a simple bird. <laughs> <laughs> but with that knowledge, we should go through the back door, correct? Correct. Yeah. So uh, Lork will lead the way with, with a stealth check, if that's cool with you, Troy. It is not. Okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, so you want to go around to the north side of the building. Yeah. All right, so you... And I'll yeah. follow. All right, so you guys are going to stealth, Baron and Lork, and you're still using your teamwork video. I've not changed. Okay, so go ahead and both roll your stealth, and Baron, you take the higher one. Uh, that is a 33. What, what is that on the die? 14 on the die. Oh, beautiful. That saved my buns. I rolled a 7, so you doubled my score for a total of 27. Nice. You guys zip out from the trees, leaving behind Feyraza and Pembroke for the moment? Just for the moment, yeah. Um, do you walk out on the ice? Yeah. Okay. Carefully. Slowly. Quarter speed. You step on the ice like, just making sure it feels like it's cold enough up here. <laughs> it feels okay. All right. Good. You get 20 There's feet out. building on it. You get 20 feet out <laughs> and it shatters. Uh, you go around to the back and you see the staircase leading up to a single door, sized for giants, obviously, and a set of double doors on the ground. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So that maybe the basement is tended to by normal-sized people. Uh, ground level and an upper floor. Oh, ground level and upper yeah, floor. No, both, I'm sorry. Both, si- both doors are sized for giants. Okay, got yeah, it. All the doors that you've seen are sized for giants. Uh, Joe's pointing up to Baron because that's great radio. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want him to get me on a technicality. At least oh, rub, oh, you talk to Baron? <laughs> at least rub the mic. Roll for initiative. Right. Like, go like this. 
<laughs> yeah, that gestures. sounds like points. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> I, let's go up. I'm, I'm not the best climber, but I will follow your lead. Oh, it's, it's a, a staircase. staircase. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. I'm not the best. Am Lord I not explaining this Lord looks at Baron I'm, quizzically. I'm, I'm no I'm Lexington. I'm so bad. <laughs> yeah, no, My legs are so short. I, I don't I mean, know. Uh, there's stairs. I'm not a magical wolf. Yeah. I can't just walk up them. All right. Let, let's walk up to the door and let's put our ears up to the door and take a quick listen inside. Right. Is that? Are we rolling over that uh, stealth? Troy, to go up the stairs? Sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, perception on the door. Mm-hmm. Listening in. Uh, 40. 40. You don't hear a sound. Perfect. Not a TV with the nightly news. Nothing. <laughs> All right. That is very Test the door. That is very See if suspicious. it's locked. Just slowly testing it. It is locked. S of a B. <laughs> Kick, uh, kick it in. Okay. Baron <laughs> uses trick shot to blast the lock open. <laughs> Feyraza and Pembroke are still in the copse of trees, right? Right. Okay. Um, um, yeah, so I, I, I can't open that door. Um, let's check the bottom door. Okay, so we go. Another perception. Back downstairs. Another perception. Nice. For a 35 from Bear. 44. You hear like. Machinery, maybe. Sounds like boiling water. Can I do a knowledge engineering check if something is boiling? Yeah, yeah I mean, I think if is. they're taking the snow and it melting sounds it, very, very familiar, Baron. Okay, so I'm going to roll. Oddly familiar. It's a gun. It's a gunsmithing. Mother God, twelve. Yeah, you can't place it. It's like <laughs> it, it's a sound that you probably haven't heard since you were a kid. Wow. Uh, Forge. Um, the bellows. Should we? Mm. Should we, Should we open the door? Let's. Norkel uh, test the door to see if it's locked. Also locked. Also locked. I wonder if either of our friends have knock on them. Yeah. So let's talk to them and see if they have any ideas and if we can get in here. I mean, this would be a gr- another great thing to disrupt. Like, wow. Yeah. Oh man. If yeah. it's really a forge. All right. So we'll in try middle, to stealth it's back. It's middle of night. You're fine to get back. I'm okay. Not have Are you there roll windows? These stealth checks. I know windows. Mm-hmm. So we explain and we. Uh, Is there any way, Pembroke, that you could? Magically get inside the door. Uh, yes, as a matter of fact, uh, I did. I have so few useful second-level spells, apart from invisibility, that it, I did happen to prepare knock this morning. <laughs> so <laughs> I... Uh, Pembroke, yes. you're a genius. Well, uh, technically, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> I only speak the facts. But thank you. Uh, so, yeah. Um, What's the distance on knock? Do you have to touch it? Or? i got to touch it, I think. Uh, you got to knock. I gotta. I hear you knocking. So should we head back and go for the lower door um, to see what that machine is? Oh no, no, no! I can do it from up to uh, like two hundred feet away. Yeah, so you can. Yeah, range medium. Yeah, and knock just unlocks a locked door, right? Um, uh, yes, it's. I do a caster level check on the um, like the disabled device uh, DC of it. Yep, it's yeah, a disabled yeah. device DC with your caster level plus ten. Plus ten. It's great. Yeah, so I don't think we ever use knock on the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, Unfortunately, when we got that we got that scroll, we couldn't use it back in that's right. right. That's right. It's on yeah. the uh, treasure the lockbox. The lockbox. The lockbox. Back yeah. in the uh playhouse. All right, I will let you guys uh Baron and and Lork, you feel like there's so much going on right now, you could safely bring everyone over there. Okay. Um, Just be careful on the ice, you guys. Yep. Well, you guys have boots of the Winterlands, right? I think I do. I have wings. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> I forgot you were a bird. <laughs> Flying. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it is ice, so it is you know difficult terrain. But if you take your time, you get over there. Just be aware if you 
start fighting each other on the ice. <laughs> right. Difficult to write. Uh, all right. So you get back there. Staircase. If you're facing the building from the north looking to the south, staircase to your right leading up to a door. Didn't hear any sound on the other side of it. Big double doors to the left leading to the ground floor with some sort of whirring water movement sound. That sounds what do you very think, familiar to Baron? Upper floor or lower? Well, we'll have the uh, defensive disadvantage going on on the lower floor if there's anyone upstairs, but for me, if I'm being honest, there's something a little too juicy about that side on the a sound on the other side, my friend. All right, I'm with it's you. Going on the bottom floor. Can I do floor. it as an engineering check? Can I do one? Yeah, sure. Do a, give it a shot. Uh, 28. 28. Um, Save that for the lock. Damn it. (laughs) Definitely something with water is being used to, uh, but it doesn't sound like it's cooking something. It's too large of an apparatus to be like cooking a stew or anything like that. It's like flowing. It sounds like a big vat or multiple vats of water that are being cycled around, cycled through, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it's not. Not a, a very familiar sound to you. Maybe it's a gaming PC with water cooler. Yeah, it's water cooler. <laughs> yeah. Croy, did you put a craft brewery in the in this camp? Was that your own little like, <laughs> home change? <laughs> I wanted to make it different. Uh-huh. <laughs> you need to adapt it to what you are into. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, I unless there are any objections, I was going to uh, before you cast knock. Uh, Baron is going to fire off a pistol for good luck. <laughs> no, Baron is going Baron is going to preload and prepare his giant's bane crossbow plus ah, one and he's going okay. to be ready in case it's staffed yeah. inside. And Lark's cool. gonna get his bow out. Okay. And uh, Pembroke is also gonna cast Mage Armor um, and mirror image on himself. <laughs> oh man. Oh boy. Stacking him up. Yeah. I want to do something. <laughs> what did I prepare? What could I cast? <laughs> All right, so you guys, uh, you cast knock on the lower door or the upper door? The Uh, lower door. Okay, go ahead and uh, roll your caster level check. Okay. Oh, damn it. Uh, It's 22. Oh, doesn't seem. You gotta be shitting me. I rolled a fucking three. That that killed it. I rolled a fucking three on the die. Why even play? You prepared it once? Why even play? You prepared it once? Well, it takes up two slots, so I can't. Oh, because it's an opposing school? Yeah, yeah. Kick it in. Only option. Damn. Can fuck. We, um, we, uh, I mean, it's a giant-sized door. I'm so angry right now. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell. That's an infuriating No one has disabled turn. device or anything like that? No, no. no. Oh. We're not trained. No, I don't that. have it. Uh, what there's about... No, it, on, there's nothing on the upper levels. There's no way to climb in through some sort of opening up top. There's no windows. Just right? that door, yeah. Well, uh, we can always come back tomorrow. <laughs> we could check the front door, frankly, if we want to. I thought we did. No, we're in the back right yeah, now, my check friend. Check the two doors in the back. Let's go to the front. All right, we go to the front. Fuck. Go to the front. Also locked. Fucking I'm throwing this die away forever. It's nighttime. Whatever's going on in here uh, is being kept behind locked doors. You also haven't been checking buildings at night. You've been mainly, uh, you know, keeping your focus on the watchtowers. You yeah. went in through the camps and whatnot. Are all the buildings locked at night? Just this one? Right. You don't know. But yeah, they're. Uh, I have locked. an idea. It would require me to use one of my three oil of silences, but hmm. we can always teleport back. I could use blast lock from my utility hmm. shot deed. Um, 
just read up on it real quick. So I can basically shoot this lock silently to uh, remain undetected. I mean, the danger is the if they see the door, it's going to have a giant blast in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah, it'll be unquestionably, you know. Yeah, the lock will be destroyed, so. Outside of the camp interference. Right. Which we're trying to avoid. Like, the fire could be an accident, you know, could have caught a, mm. some spark or whatever, could have. But you look at a blasted out lock and there's no question. Man, that's rough. I, I mean, we could believe, just like, we I could just eighteen. And well, look, we, we we know more information about what's there. It's not all lost. We no. could try to move on. Let's check out the other building. Try on the one ice. more thing. Yeah, and if it doesn't work out, we can just leave. We we did good tonight. Yeah, yeah. come back tomorrow. We did good. We did good. We did good. You guys. We destroyed all their food. We befriended a bear. It's true. I yeah. mean, we have that's a frost a, that's giant a full ally. Day. That's a full day. As we're walking, <laughs> it's a full day. <laughs> As we're, we pissed off a bunch of death cult members. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. Stole a shamison. Sex shamison. Sex shamison. We As learned a lot about giant copulation that we didn't know before. <laughs> Um, as we're walking away from it, we're back walking, towards the copse of trees, which I'm assuming we're doing, um, while we're on the ice, can I do a perception check on those fields next door? I think we may have learned everything we have on it, but I just want to make sure. Baron we'll loves those closing. fields. Loves those fields. Yeah, go for it. 32. Nice. Dark vision. Yeah, I mean, they're growing They're growing crops. They don't right. look like anything uh, overly significant. No magical crops that you can see. Corn? There is some corn. It's not even the season. Or as the Native Americans call it, maize. <laughs> so the house that's on the other frozen lake to the left of uh-huh. the Cops of Trees, is there light emanating from that from the windows of that place? Um, yes, there is. Someone inside. It's, yeah. pic- it's pictured that way. Can I fly to the... If we're, if we're going to go, I can fly and kind of like perch on the windowsill? Yeah, all the windows would be above your uh, eye level, so... They are giant. When they are giant sized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's say I like land there, like pigeons land on my fire escape constantly. Yeah, l- land there, look in, yeah. yeah, and then report back. Yeah, I like it. Get a bird's eye view, as it were. Okay. Everything would have been uh, much more fun if you didn't ruin it with that shitty roll. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Believe me, I blame myself. <laughs> I sat, I deliberately sit as far away from you as I can. Yeah. Seriously. To avoid no your, uh, your can't mojo. can't get farther away. I can't get further away in the space. We just need a new space. Just need a new space. You take a look inside, um, and uh, you see um, what looks like smithing tools lying about the room. But there's nothing outside of the building to... Uh, make you think this is any type of forge or smithy. There's no anvil, no fire, no bellows, no chimney flue. But you do see these smithy tools lying about. You also see two creatures. Mm. Mm. Roll a perception check. 34. You see a frost giant. Female frost giant. And a male Fire giant. Whoa. Whoa. Oh. Sleeping? Awake? No. Wow. Awake. Just t- playing cards or dominoes? Shoots and ladders. Oh, my goodness. You know, this knowledge local could either be like a, a general or what if this is Skirkadla? We got a female frost giant, male, male fire giant. 
<laughs> oh. So funny when you come up to a building and you have no idea what's inside, and then you hear it, and you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what is going All the on? things I was expecting. <laughs> a fire giant? Fire giant. Frost giant. Our first fire giant, guys. Oh, my Faraz gosh. will, will um, fly back and tell the group. Fly back, tell the group. Frosty, fire giant, smithing tools, but no evidence of a forge or anything. Lork is immediately, like, gets all tensed up. At the idea of the fire giant. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I forgot all about that. Oh, my God. Wow. Is it Bren's murderer? Might be. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I want to get I a bet look it is. at him. Oh, I'd like to get a look at him. But I don't know that we can fight it. You also They're can't see dangerous. it through the window. What? You also can't see him through the window. Troy said it was too high. But yeah. you just told him. Climb up, yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm just basing off what you just told me. Just talking in the cops of trees. This is building. Pretty unadorned rectangular stone building obviously sitting on this frozen pond these two wooden walkways awkwardly leading out at different angles uh, from the building over the ice and everybody roll a perception check 20 27 26 26 all right uh, everyone's at six Everyone except Pembroke notices, like, on the ice itself, there's some, like, jagged spikes coming out of the ice at various points. Hmm. Spikes of ice? Metal? Metal? Yeah, looks like spikes of ice coming out at, like, odd diagonals. Can I do a knowledge nature to determine why that might go over there if you want to. Mm. Can I do knowledge nature from when I noticed it before? Um, uh, Lork will stealth over and do knowledge nature. Okay. Yeah, you got to get right up on top of it if you want to. I'll fly with Lork. Okay. So he'll... I'll stealth over there. 27. 33. Show off. <laughs> okay, you get over there. You're fine. Uh, knowledge, nature, natural 20. Oh. oh. 35. 35. And, Fairraza, what'd you get? Because you flew over there. Uh, 27. 35, 27. Yeah. All right, so, natural 20. Got to give you something. Give me something, LaValle. It is completely unnatural. Doesn't make any sense for these spikes to be coming up. They almost look like... Are they ice? They appear to be ice, but they have uh, like a dark, dark texture underneath them that isn't like anything you've ever seen before. Hmm. It looks as if whatever's going on in this building, they're using these as part of the building. There's a reason, just like that other building built on ice, there's a reason that these spikes are being used, but without observing them being used in action... It makes no sense in the world what these are. I'm so confused. Yeah. Utterly confused. How far away are the spikes from where Pembroke and Baron are? Uh, you know, 50 feet away. All right. 60 foot away. Uh, I should have range on that for detect magic on the spikes. Detect so, magic on the spikes. They do emanate a little bit of magic. Okay. Can I do a spellcraft to understand what kind of magic? Uh, I observe more the longer I detect magic? The more you more? observe, nothing changes. Again, you get the same feeling of Lork. You need to, whatever this is, you need to see these in action Got it. to try and like roll a knowledge arcana to figure out what right. the hell's going on out here. But you do just detect like some dormant magic there. Okay. Well, we could hang out here, set up our spike, hang out in the cops of trees for the night and observe it during the day. Observe it during the day. Sure. Yeah, we could do that. We just got to get up there. Yeah. Yeah. We. I mean, for us, we can get. We're sixty feet away from the cops of trees. Oh, you mean? <laughs> oh, wow. 
set up the oh because the spike is yeah that'll, camp that'll out hide us i mean in the camp smack yeah. I mean, in the middle it won't at ground level scent. of the camp yeah like and that, that and that uh patrol has a bear or a wolf uh, well, we can a get a wolf so maybe we'll go up up to up to the cops trees on the on the ridge we, i mean pembroke can essentially ready in action to like teleport us out if not be sleeping you'll be asleep though yeah, um, I think we try to go to that that higher one, right? Yeah, I mean, we can. Which higher one? Well, on we the have map? the we have the broom, right? We still have the broom. We do have the broom. We so do have the broom. Someone can fly up on that. I can cast fly on myself. You can fly. I'm just a bird. Just a bird. Um, then we just leave Baron down at the base to guard the the approach. Great. Overnight. Done. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. So you're going up to the crops, cops of trees up here. Up, up atop the cliff. Top the overlooking cliff, overlooking the, uh, the field. Yeah, yeah, all the way to the northeastern part of the map. I mean, we could send the broom back. Yeah, send the broom back. I'll come with you guys. Or actually, I could just dimension door both of us up there. Aren't you out of steps? No, I the spell dimension door. Like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, spell. that's great, perfect. Yeah. So you guys want to? We're gonna call it. Call it a night. Yeah, and but we're gonna, gonna go. stay in the camp. Uh, we're gonna go to the to the copse of trees in the northeast portion that's overlooking the the fields. And then down at the ice pond with the smokestack building, and then past that to the the ice pond with spikes. So kind of overlook all of that and observe it during the day, and also see what happened as a result wow, of all the fighting your first and stuff. day mission in Skiergard. Yes. yes. All right. So you get over there via dimension, dimension doors, or you I use take up your I take door? Baron. No, the spell. I use the spell dimension door on myself and Baron, ah. and then the other two guys can fly. Okay. So you guys get over there. Wait, how do I fly? Something going to cast fly with the broom. broom. Oh, with the broom, right? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be my first time on that broom. (laughs) (laughs) You guys get over there and put the spike down to camp out for the night in Skiergard. It's got to be quite a view from up here. I will. Oh, it's quite a scene, man. I'll (laughs) recast Endure Elements, um, and I'll give it. I'll split us. I'll I'll the D wild shape and then cast our my last life bubble spread it amongst all of us uh, for, for the night. Thank it's, you, my it's dear. It's going to be cold up there. Yeah, we shall endure. Cold night, but we, we shall, shall endure. endure. We shall endure with your help, my friend. As the night wears on, you know, I'm sure you're taking turns, uh, doing your best to rest. Um, you know, obviously, endure elements is going to help you, but it's still just a very uncomfortable feeling. You're hundreds of feet away in any direction from just massive amounts of bloodthirsty giants, trained killers. Eventually you see that the silo explosion is uh, handled as best they can. Uh, They put the fire out and uh, the camp fighting that was happening on the lower level eventually gets stopped as well. And just as you guys begin to bed down for the night, the camp of Skiergard begins to return to some semblance of normalcy. Um, Although things are uh, a little bit different after the actions of the True Now Four. <laughs> the next morning comes and there is a lot of activity in Skiergard. Ooh. A lot more than you've seen as of yet because you have not spent any time, real time here in the day. You see over near where those spikes were coming out, the frost giant and the fire giant hammering those spikes. And as they hammer them, you see them get like red, like they're firing up. And then they're using that heat to forge weapons on those spikes. 
out on the pond? Out on the surface on of the, the pond. pond. On Golden Pond? They're forging or smithing, doing all sorts of stuff on those spikes, striking them with hammers. They start firing up, and then they start making weapons and what? stuff with it. Huh. The smoke in that barn where you heard some sort of mechanism, Baron, that you, you recognize uh, starts really pumping. Like, whatever's going on in there is now in full gear in the morning. But then, at a certain point, a war horn goes off. (gasps) (laughs) Goes off a number of times, and in unison, throughout the entire camp, everyone just turns towards the northwest portion of the camp. (laughs) And you just see a mass exodus of all of the giants from the lower camp, the upper camp, the frost giant and the fire giant that were working start to move in the direction of the northwest. Other buildings are emptying out of creatures and they're walking. Guys are very far away. Roll a perception check. Natural 20. Oh, yeah. Oh, huge. Natural 20. 41. Natural 20. Get out of here. 45. What do your elf eyes see? (laughs) Lork and Feyraza, especially. You see some giant dressed in resplendent armor. An unbelievable helm atop his head stands, walks up to a set of double doors, and slowly opens them. The double doors lead into the mountain itself. (laughs) As all of the giants take a knee. (gasps) We'll see you next week. Oh Oh my god. The Glass Cannon Podcast is a Glass Cannon Network production and is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. Giant Slayer is copyright 2015. Giant Slayer and the Pathfinder Adventure Path are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Welcome to a journey into the heart of the Texas Renaissance Festival, the nation's largest and rowdiest celebration of medieval fantasy. But what lurks beneath the facade of tights and turkey legs? Well, we dove deep into the empire to uncover a history marred by mystery and misconduct, murders, assaults, and other crimes that tarnish its legacy. This isn't just a fairy tale. It's a cautionary tale of power, fantasy, and the consequences that follow when they all collide. Search for Crime Waves Renaissance Texas on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now.